Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> Underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. Today, we've got our NFL player projections for week 17. We're going to run through the top five at each position, discuss guys we're high and low on, and of course, throw out some props. Here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, uh, how was your uh, holidays and how's it going? What's up? Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. I, I had no official bets, nothing on Christmas. So just got to spend time, you know, with family, not sweating anything, just some fantasy implications, things like that. But I uh, had a really good Christmas. What about you? Yeah, same. Got a lot of a lot of food. I'm, I think oh. I'm still I think I still got the <laughs> itis uh, as we record this on Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, I had the the only thing I had on Christmas was the Ravens, uh, which mm. is good because uh, I think I was like yeah. 500 throughout the weekend. So and that put me mm. one over. But uh, on to week 17 already. And wow. uh, yeah, man, it's flew by, <laughs> flown by, but it should be an interesting finish with all these playoff spots up for grabs. A lot of parity this year. Yeah. So uh, good season so far well for some i guess the backup quarterback some don't like all that but i thought it was pretty interesting (laughs) and uh speaking of which let's get right into quarterback for week 17 who you got in your top five uh let's see um i got jalen hurts dak prescott lamar jackson josh allen and patrick mahomes i got hurts prescott jackson uh purdy and allen uh purdy pretty much the same we're just flopping um Purdy for Purdy, really. Yeah, which, I yeah. mean, both of them had miserable uh, <laughs> games. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Purdy's a good bet to bounce back. I don't, you know, the Chiefs, I don't, I don't even know what's going on with them right now. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, finish out the season and, and, you know, assuming they make the playoffs, how that, how that goes. But uh, who are you high on? Um, I'm high on Baker Mayfield. And if, if you told me heading into week one that I'd have Baker Mayfield as a top 10 quarterback and – Fancy finals week, I would have said you're crazy, but that's where we are. Uh, he just continues to play at a high level. And last week, again, he had another great game, 280-plus yards, two touchdowns against the Jaguars. Um, 
gets to face the Saints at home here. Uh, and, you know, I think the Saints are an overrated defense. They've had a very easy schedule. Just looking at the last six weeks, they've faced Tyson Bajent, Josh Dobbs, Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, Tommy DeVito, um, you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, torched them. So I think this is a spot where Baker Mayfield should have a good game. Uh, I don't think Marshawn Lattimore will be able to return this week. You know, that's something to monitor, but that's always been, you know, Mike Evans' Achilles heel. He's gotten him ejected a couple times, but no Lattimore here. You know, probably going to see peak Evans again. Um, So either way, Baker is a top 10 option this week. Uh, He's getting his career back on track. I I think, you know, there's some guys with some dicey matchups that we'll get to later, but um, I I think you could trust Baker Mayfield as a QB1 this week in your fantasy finals. Yeah, I think that's the second second or third week in a row that we've one of us has been hiring him on the yeah. pod too. So, uh, yeah, Baker playing well, like that one. Uh, I'm going with Matthew Stafford. He's a QB 14 in uh, consensus. I think he's a you know startable top 12 quarterback this week against the Giants. Uh, I know the game script. You know, you're not expecting the Giants to give the Rams uh, a whole lot of trouble necessarily, but they were feisty against Philadelphia on Monday. Stafford's been a top 10 quarterback in four of the last five, never outside the top. Uh, 16, 14 touchdowns, no picks in the last five. And the Giants are below average in pass defense DVOA at 20th. So like Stafford to continue to roll. This is like one of the best stretches of his career. Yeah. Uh, Demarcus Robinson Just... of all people has helped him, <laughs> <laughs> helped yeah. him out. Uh, who are you lowing? Uh, so I'm low on Tua this week. Uh, he opens as my QB 18 and it, it makes sense. He's, he's facing the Ravens that uh, just – you know, handed Brock Purdy his worst game of his career. Um, and, you know, it's – so this is a brutal matchup for Tua. And just the fact that Tua offers literally zero rushing stats, it just makes it tougher for him to have, you know, an out here uh, for a, a useful fantasy score. So um, we're going to have to monitor Jalen Waddle's status. It sounds like he might have a high ankle sprain. Looking very iffy for this week. So if he's out, that's – Obviously a huge loss because it's going to make it that much easier for the Ravens to potentially uh, scheme up ways to slow down Tyreek Hill, uh, which will obviously hurt Tua as well. So um, this is a brutal spot for people like me that have been leaning on Tua all season long where, I don't know, like a guy like Baker Mayfield, I would certainly start over him. You know, maybe a guy like Nick Mullins, EV. It, it, it's just a brutal spot to be trusting Tua. So I'm, I'm super low on him. If you have him, you have to be making other plans, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if, if Waddle can't go. I think if Waddle's in, yeah. you know, it's a little, you know, he's, pro- he's probably still a fringe starter, but at least you have two guys that can just blow the lid off the defense and kind of will Tua to a, a big game. Whereas uh, if he's out, you know, it's just Tyreek. It's a little, it's a little tougher for, uh, for Tua. So I definitely agree there. Uh, Jared Goff for me, he's QB 10 in expert consensus. I think he's another one of those guys that's kind of, on the outside looking in of the QB1 ranks. You know, I know Dallas expecting a higher scoring game. It's not outdoors or anything like that, but Dallas is still number eight in pass defense DVOA, and they've only allowed three 20-point games to quarterbacks. Uh, you know, that that pass rush still, I think, is going to give got problems. And the Lions, they can lead on the run when they want to. I think against Dallas, uh, that makes a lot of sense. So I don't know if he'll have the volume unless uh, Detroit gets, you know, down bigger Dallas puts up a massive score, which is possible, but um, still think Jared Goff is a little, little risky uh, this week going against that Cowboy D. All right. Uh, we both went one and one last week on props. Mm. Uh, you're the book for quarterbacks. What you got? Um, <laughs> this is an ugly one. Uh, I mentioned, you know, I'm considering benching Tua in one of my finals. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a guy that I, I've, I'm at least opening the week with him, you know, as a QB one. And I was really high on him last week and it was Nick Mullins. Um, I, I think he's still the starting quarterback for the Vikings. I don't know, but <laughs> who's going to have more fancy points this week. So let's just say a standard scoring system, like fancy pros, four points for a passing touchdown, mm-hmm. Nick Mullins or Tua straight up. Who's going to have more fancy points. Ooh. Ooh, that's tough because you know <laughs> Hawkinson obviously hurts. Uh, you know right. him going on IR. Waddle on the other side. Yeah, he got Waddle. Is Waddle offic- Waddle's not officially out though? Like he's got no. a chance, right? Yeah, yeah, so. he's got a chance. I feel like he's Oof. played through injuries before. Like he's yeah. he's a grinder. So if he can get out there, I think he will be. But yeah, Hawkinson. Unfortunately, that was uh, ACL and what MCL as well. So he's out. Mm-hmm. And Nick Mullins just threw four picks, so he's at risk of an in-game benching. Uh, but but as of now, I'm projecting Mullins higher. But just curious between these two, who you have uh, more points? If so, if if Mullins gets benched, like if Mullins doesn't start, it's no action. Or Correct, like yeah. what's the? I'm assuming okay. he's starting. I haven't heard anything. Oh, that's tough. Um, and then Addison's questionable as well. Yep. Yep. Ooh, that's um, I got it. <laughs> I gotta go Tua. I gotta go Tua because I, I think Mullins is at risk of in-game benching, and he lost two of his. I mean, probably lost. He lost at least one, if not two, of his top three. Which you know, Tua. I mean, Waddle is just one guy. So yeah, I think there's more risk right now with Mullins. <laughs> uh, I would have loved it. Yeah, if he didn't throw four picks and uh, yeah. didn't get his whole team hurt. Green Bay is terrible against the pass, thirtieth in DVOA. But I, I just gotta go Tua here and and uh, and hope you know Tim and Tyreek, regardless of what else is going on. Yeah, maybe I, sh- I I could have used like Russell Wilson or somebody, but either way, there's there's gonna be some weird sit start decisions this week. I think. Yeah, definitely. Running back, we got in the top five. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Kyron Williams, Rashad White, James Cook, and um, Isaiah Pacheco. I got McCaffrey, Kyron, Rashad White, Saquon, and Alvin Kamara. Nice. Who are you high on? Um, I'm high on. Jaleel McLaughlin, he's my RB37 uh, against the Chargers. And, you know, most people in the fantasy finals probably don't need to tap into players ranked outside of my top 35 uh, this week. But McLaughlin's like an interesting flyer for anybody that's in a pinch. Um, you know, the the, de- the Broncos playoffs hopes are shot now. Uh, and they have a easy matchup this week against the Chargers. So it could be a leading game script, um, which should mean more playing time for McLaughlin over – Samaj P. Ryan, who's more of the pass catching back. Um, but I think McLaughlin could actually start to eat into Javante's workload uh, more this week. He, he's looked really good this year, looked good last week. He just has that big play ability where I think he could break a couple big plays here against the Chargers. I think it's a great spot for him. Uh, and he's interesting where usually when he's on the field, he's getting a touch, whether it's a run play or if it's a passing play, he's being targeted on a ridiculous 40% of his routes run. Um, so this is just a spot where he could see a spike in playing time, which means he has a ton of upside. So he's a bit of a dice roll, you know, outside of that RB three flex range, but just a guy that kind of stuck out to me where he has a really high ceiling uh, and more likely to hit it here. So if you're like a big underdog or something, want to tap into, you know, a sneaky play like this, I think McLaughlin might be that guy. Yeah. It's surprising that he hasn't gotten more of a role. I mean, Javante Williams really has struggled uh, since coming back from injury. It hasn't been, hasn't been great for him. So yeah, maybe now that Denver is kind of on the outside looking in, yeah. we'll see more of Julio. Cause I thought he looked good too. Uh, I'm high on somebody in that same game, Austin Eckler, um, you know, new coaching staff. He was the 
he's the RB 25 in consensus, but I think he should be back in the top 20, you know, going up against Denver. He had put on 64% of the snaps last week, got 18 touches, uh, 15 carries, four targets. You're going up against Denver's bottom three defense in terms of run defense, DVOA. So uh, I think Eckler is kind of, you know, the new coaching staff is not playing as many games with, you know, whatever. There was like an open carry competition, but, mm. you know, Kevin Moore's still there, obviously. So it's not like a whole lot changed, but it just seemed like, you know, the Chargers last week, new coaching staff and everything, Eckler kind of got restored to his normal role uh, and whatnot. And he's got the the uh, the long rest. So I don't think there's going to be anything to, to kind of knock him out. I think he's just going to kind of resume his his normal role. So I think he's still a top 20 guy. Obviously not that number two overall pick that he was for a lot of people, number two or three, but I yeah. uh, still think he's ranked a little too low. Yeah, the coaching change was good for him. And if you look ahead, you know, our favorite week next week, the incentives, I think he needed mm-hmm. to average 71 scrimmage yards a game to start hitting his incentives. I don't know beyond that. Uh, but last week it was like 86. So I think the new coaching regime will help him be on that track. Uh, so that's something to look for where I, I don't think he wants to just sit out the rest of the season. I think he wants to start, you know, making uh, some of those incentives too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Where, who are you low on? Uh, so yeah, so I'm sticking in this RB three flex range. Uh, not, not a real important guy, but Tyler Algier uh, is my RB 45 against the bears this week. He's coming off another really solid game, you know, 86 yards, and a touchdown. He's been, you know, one of the better backup running backs to have this year. And uh, w- one of the main reasons why Bijan Robinson was sort of a bust as a, you know, top three pick this year. Uh, but he hasn't really had a chance to shine because Bijan has been healthy every week. Um, but I, I don't think this is the week to trust him, even if he's, you know, on your fringe to start decisions because, you know, the Falcons are three point dogs um, at Chicago. Uh, and the Bears have a really good run defense. So this is just a really tough matchup for Algier. And one where the Falcons might not be able to, you know, provide enough volume for Robinson and Algier uh, to both have fancy relevant games. So uh, this is more of a Bajan game. And Algiers, like I said, outside of my top 40, uh, he's been nice, you know, in certain spots. I think he has been a trustworthy RB3 flex, but with no teams on a bye, brutal matchup and Falcons as dogs. I think this is the week uh, you got to make sure he's on your bench. Yeah, it's I mean it's so it's just so hard to predict that that backfield, but yeah, it's better to proceed with caution, I think, yes. than yes. than you know, uh you try to risk it with uh and he's not even obviously the starter, he's still the number two back. So yeah. totally agree. Uh kind of similar type of back here, uh, Gus Edwards on low on. He's the RB thirty in consensus. And again, it's just another one of these guys where the floor is just low. And we saw it last week, even with Keaton Mitchell out, Justice Hill outsnapped. Edwards, hmm. 42 to 29, had more uh, carries and more routes than Edwards. So, you know, yes, Edwards, I think, got a, a touchdown. But you're going to see if he doesn't get a touchdown, there's a chance for him to, you know, almost goose egg, depending if he, especially if he keeps that kind of role. And the fact that they were up big, you know, they, were, they got yep. three scores and Edwards still wasn't able to outsnap Hill. Now you have another one of these games where it's going to be against uh, one of the top teams in the league. So uh, this usage for Hill could continue. It's just another one where I, I, I don't think you want to risk it unless you really have to uh, with yeah. Gus this week. Uh, all right, let's see. For the running back prop, let's go with Javante Williams. Uh, mm. Rushing yards, because he's kind of just been falling down everyone's ranks. He's had under 30 rushing yards each of the last two games. Let's set the line at 55 and a half. Ooh, uh, that's, that's a good line. Um, 
I have it just a little bit higher, but that's probably where my median is. Um, who I'll, I'll go over. I, I still, you know, think of him as like a low end RB two, and I like McLaughlin this week. I think both backs should see enough volume, but that that's good. I'll have to go the over. His his passing game usage has really taken a hit. Uh, I think he had the lowest routes run rate of the season um, last week, but I. I Russell Wilson has to be targeting his running backs at the highest rate, right? Because every single running back. Yeah, he is. is <laughs> yeah. Um, so he loves Dinkin and Duncan or throwing deep, uh, which makes sense. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to stick with uh, Javante's over here. It's a good line. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a tough one to set. I mean, it's, I think he's at risk of kind of what you're saying, like almost like an in-game benching or just a benching flat out. I think even McLaughlin got like the nominal start a couple of weeks ago, but he didn't get many oh. touches. And then. Uh, but Williams continues to struggle. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a tough line of set. Um, but uh, we'll see how that goes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wide receiver, top five. We got uh, CD Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, and Amon Ross St. Brown. I got a uh, Jefferson, Lamb, Tyreek, AJ, and Amon Ra. Uh, Jefferson, he was my number one last week. He's my number one now with um, yeah, with you know guys. Her, I just, I mean, he seems like he's back. Uh, and Tyreek will probably be. He'll probably he might bump up a spot to number two, maybe even number one. Just depends on what's going on with Wilder. But that Raven defense is so tough that it's still Hill's probably a tiny bit riskier than he is most weeks. But if Waddle's out, I still think Hill's gonna you know yeah. he'll he'll get his targets. So um who are you high on? Uh Nico Collins. He's he's open in the week as my wide receiver nineteen uh, against the Titans. And you know, last week he bailed out his fancy managers with that touchdown, but he only caught you know, four passes for 18 yards. So hopefully CJ Stroud returns this week. You know, it's concerning CJ Stroud wasn't able to play last week. Like I hope he's okay. Um, so hopefully he returns this week, which will just be a massive boost for the passing game in general, but specifically Nico Collins, you know, this is a pass funnel defense and the Titans, um, you know, the Texans are at home. This is just a blow up spot for someone like Nico Collins, who, um, you know, hasn't had a full game with CJ Stroud ever since, Tank Dell went down. Um, so, you know, I think Nico's going to be the number one target going forward, which is 
gives him massive upside. So this is a week where he's been kind of on the sit-start fringe the past few weeks because, you know, it was Case Keenum and then Davis Mills came in the game. But with C.J. Stroud back, like, he's back in the top 20 for me. Yeah, uh, I know. I did see Stroud apparently suffered, I guess, a serious, like, more serious concussion than Mm -hmm. most. So, yeah, hopefully he's back. The fact that he wasn't really able to do much the last couple weeks uh, is concerning. But, I mean, even if... You do get another game of the backups. I think Nico, he's kind of established himself, um, you know, this season period as that uh, as that kind yeah. of top dog. So um, I think he should still be still be pretty solid this week. Uh, for me, it's a couple guys. Uh, first is Cooper Cup. He's down to the wide receiver 27 in, in ECR. And I know he's been kind of up and down. He's had some drops, this and that. But I still think 27 is way too low. I still think he's, you know, kind of a, a – mid-range to high-end wide receiver two at, at worst um because he's he's running around on every single drop up he's not coming out of the game he's in there on every pass snap and he's having like i said some uncharacteristic drops that that's mm. you don't really expect um from cooper cup and it's really you know cup nakua demarcus robinson has been great he's not going to catch you know six seven balls every game uh especially not at the <laughs> expense of cooper cup like maybe they all do but uh certainly i don't think robinson at the expense of cup so I still like uh, Cup to deliver here. I, I think you know it, it's it is kind of frustrating, you know, some because he's just weaving weaving yards and touchdowns on the table. But uh, you know, I don't 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 kind of doubt Cooper Cup, especially now, like at this you know fantasy yeah. finals. Like I think he's one of the best <laughs> receivers in the league. He's going up against a, a shaky defense. Uh, he'll get one on one opportunities because the Giants will blitz Matthew Stafford. So uh, I think you go back to Cup here. Uh, as a you know, as your wide receiver two or even wide receiver one, if if you if you have to, uh, Rashid Shahid too. Uh, he's my you know he's a wide receiver forty three in consensus, but he ran around on ninety three percent of the dropbacks last week, a season high. And remember, you know, no Michael Thomas, uh, At Perry's you know he's playing kind of more as that third wide receiver role. So Shahid now is as the top two guy. He's getting like true starter snaps. He's super explosive going against a Tampa Bay defense that has been shaky uh, against the pass all season long in terms of giving up fantasy production. So uh, I think uh, Rashid Shahid indoors uh, makes for a, yeah. a, a very good play as well. Who are you low on? I'm low on DK Metcalf. Uh, he opens the week as my wide receiver 28. Admittedly, I don't think he's going to stay that low. But either way, this is a tough spot uh, against the Steelers. You know, DK has been pretty touchdown dependent, you know, the last few weeks. Um, and this could just be a tougher matchup uh, because the Steelers have been using Joey Porter Jr. to shadow, you know, the team's top wide receiver, I would say right now. That is DK Metcalf. Um, you know, last week they did that with T. Higgins. He ended up having a big game, but his two biggest catches, if you watch them, you know, it was more of a zone defense where Porter Jr. started on him, but it was somebody else that kind of let T. Higgins catch the ball. But uh, I think this week they're going to do a better job, you know, scheming up to potentially start on DK Metcalf. I think if you have him, you're probably still playing him, if I'm being honest. But we're, we're just going to have to lower expectations a little bit because he's, you know, uh, had a couple games where I, I think he didn't top 55 yards, but he scored a touchdown. So he's been posting, you know, wide receiver one numbers. But if he doesn't have a touchdown, um, you know, he could leave you wanting more or having somebody on your bench you should have played. So he's just somebody uh, to just be cautious with and maybe lower expectations. But like I said, He's opening the week uh, as my wide receiver 28. Yeah, it's been a weird season for DK. You know, when you doubt him, he, he produces. When you, <laughs> Just when you think he's good, he has a quiet game. Um, yeah. It's been a little bit tough not to crack. Um, but, yeah. Uh, for me, it's Josh Downs. Wide, he's wide receiver 
37 in consensus going up against the Vegas Raiders. And whether Pittman is back or not, I think Downs just, you got to downgrade him a little bit because he failed the top 43 yards in his last seven games. You know, Pittman out last game didn't really lead to a, a much fantasy production for for down, so he might have hit that rookie wall. He has been playing through an injury, and it looks like it may be kind of slowing him down, sapping some of the explosiveness. We really haven't seen him uh, break off his you know patented big plays that he was early in the year. We haven't really seen him uh, get in the end zone much either lately. So I think Downs is a guy that's wide receiver 37. That's on that wide receiver three fringe. I think he's more of a true uh, wide receiver four, even if Pittman does uh, miss again. All right, who uh, what do you got for the prop? Uh, we're going with George Pickens receiving yards. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's been a nightmare to project. He's in that Gabe Davis tier. Yeah. Uh, like you just have a DK Metcalf. The weeks you doubt him, he goes off. The weeks you think it's safe to play, he puts up a dud. So, fans football finals, uh, wide receiver three, flex sit start decisions. What are you doing with George Pickens? And, you know, his receiving prop, uh, his median is really tar- hard to project. But I'm going to set the line at 50 and a half. And it sounds like Mason Rudolph is starting again. So yeah, does that help? Does that help your projection for Pickens at all? Does it not matter? Uh, I think it does help w- with Mason Rudolph starting because it seemed like Mason Rudolph was, you know, looking for Pickens uh, <laughs> more. And you know, with the types of plays that Pickens is is you know good at, which are you know downfield uh, passes and whatnot. So mm, fifty and a half against Seattle. That's a good line. I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll lean over. That's that's actually right where I have it. So that's a great line. <laughs> but uh, I'll lean I'll lean over just because I think um, you know there could be some unrealized kind of upside there with with mm-hmm. Rudolph targeting him a little more. Um, so yeah, I'll lean over. But that's a that's a great line. Who do you have in your top five at tight end for week seventeen? Uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Trey McBride, Evan Ingram, and um, Jake Ferguson. I got Kelsey, McBride, Kittle, Laporta, and Ferguson. Who are you high on? I'm high on Tyler Conklin. Uh, he's my tight end 16 uh, against the Browns. Um, hopefully you're all set at tight end this week and don't need to, you know, tap into Tyler Conklin. Uh, but I think, you know, he's more of a DFS player prop type of play this week. And, you know, a fringe top 15 option in season long leagues. But uh, Jeremy Ruckert's out. He's already been ruled out this week. Um, and CJ Zoma is still on the IR. And Ruckert's really been kind of eating into Conklin's playing time a lot the past few weeks, ever since the Jets kind of, you know, went with the youth movement, trying to, you know, scout out players for next year and beyond. Um, so it'll only be uh, Kenny Uboa backing up Conklin this week. So I think Conklin, you know, he he topped 80% routes run last week, should top that again this week. You know, he might see 85 to 90% uh, route participation. Um, and he has three straight games now of four receptions. So he has a pretty solid floor this week. Um, and Emily, this is a tough matchup. You know, the Browns have been really good against tight ends this year, but linebacker Anthony Walker's been out the past couple of games and they've been pretty vulnerable as a result. You know, Cole Komet and Dalton Schultz both had solid games uh, with Anthony Walker out. So that's a, that's another part of my projection is if Anthony Walker is still ruled out, you know, I, I might move Conklin up a bit. If he's back, I might move him down. So again, it's still early. It's Tuesday. There's a lot of other factors at play, but this could be, you know, a sneaky spot for Conklin to catch four or five balls this week. Yeah, definitely. He's he's been he's the volume's been decent for him most of the year. Uh, you know, the thing that hurts him is just the touchdown equity with yeah. the Jets. Yeah. Um, obviously not providing too much, but uh yeah, he's he's had some 
decent high volume games. Uh, for me, it is Josh Oliver. Um, I still think Oliver is the guy to own, um, you know, for Minnesota with Hawkinson going on IR. Munt played a little more, but Munt is more of a blocking tight end. Oliver did have a 33-yard uh, catch last week, and he's had some 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 uh, decent games in the past when he's had high higher volume. So even if he has a 50-50 split, he's much more likely to get targeted on like a per-route basis than, than a guy like Johnny Munt. So against Green Bay, who's bottom five in, in DVO against tight end, I, I do think Oliver is still on that tight end two uh, radar this week, mm-hmm. you know, in, in deeper leagues because, um, you know, it's just that position all year has just been kind of a nightmare. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Green Bay is one of the worst yeah. defenses. I think Oliver does have some, some receiving chops where Munt, I don't really uh, see the yeah. same for him. So uh, like Oliver... Uh, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Dalton Kincaid. He's my tight end 17 to open the weekend. Holy crap. If you were banking on him being a tight end one for you in the fancy plus, you have been um, hating life because he is combined for one catch in seven yards the past two weeks. Um, and it wasn't too surprising to see his production you know, take a bit of a hit once Dawson Knox returned three weeks ago. But this is, I mean, he's at rock bottom. Uh, last week, he had a 52% routes run rate, was in a pretty much 50-50 timeshare with Dawson Knox. And I think, you know, a lot of it else is also due to this shoulder injury he's dealing with, so he's not even healthy. Um, so they've been just, you know, kind of treating this like a full-blown 50-50 committee. Um, I don't think we could trust him this week uh, in our fancy finals against the Patriots this could be a more run heavy game plan anyway so I would look elsewhere Uh, I know he had that really amazing stretch where he was like a top five maybe top three option sometimes but uh, as of now you know he's outside of my top 15 yeah it's been it's been a struggle yeah he's he's outside of my top he's like my tight end 21 actually so it's yeah yeah, that's fair he's gotten it's it's just been down downhill for him uh for me it is Tucker Craft um Tough match, tougher matchup against Minnesota. They're allowing the seventh fewest schedule adjusted receiving yards per game. Two tight ends, uh, according to FTN. But you also might get a Musgrave back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they activated, it. they uh, started his practice window, so we'll see how how that transpires. But um, you know could get some other guys back too. Could get Reed back. Could get Watson back. So I uh, think this is a, a tougher week for Kraft. So he's the tight end twelve in ECR. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. he's. A little that's a little high for him, uh, especially you know, with so much uncertainty. All right, where are you going for the prop? Um, I, this is your prop. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. where are you going uh, with the prop, <laughs> Oliver? Mm, nah, that's uh, I'll give you a break. That's that, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm giving you a break, yeah. You'd have to set the line, yeah, it is true. Uh, <laughs> let's go with um, let's go with Kincaid, actually. Let's go with Kincaid. Ooh, good one. Uh, I'm gonna set the line at. 28 and a half receiving yards. I set it my head at 27 and a half. So <laughs> I'm going to have to lean under. Um, one of the things with Dawson Knox back, we, we've seen Kincaid's ADOT take a hit too. Last week, it was just two and a half yards downfield. Um, looks like since Kincaid, or since Knox has been back, it's been around three and a half yards downfield. So that's no fun. Uh, so even no. if he catches a couple balls, he could stay under. That's a great line. I'm one yard lower though. So give me the under. All right, got you. But uh, yeah, Kincaid. I mean, that's, it's been so frustrating. But yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think you can really trust him. Um, you know, DFS maybe a little different. You know, he could. You know, yeah. guys playing, having a bad stretch, always good bets to bounce back. 
a lower uh, ownership, but in terms of just week to week uh, season along in a championship, I don't think you want to trust him. Uh, that's going to do it for our week 17 NFL player projections episode of the action network podcast presented by bet MGM for more great fantasy content from Sean and I check out our full fantasy preview episode out right now over on the fantasy flex podcast channel. Uh, if you're into betting, of course, be sure to check out uh, our weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky, who's been just absolutely uh, killing it. Just red hot. I don't, I don't know if he's lost a six pack bet in a month. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, we got the best bets episode each week with Brandon Anderson, Luke Swain, uh, as well. And, uh, we got the favorites podcast to so check that out as well. Actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content, fantasywebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Don't forget, we got the Action Network Discord server, uh, link in the episode description. Sean is on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.